Business Minds, presented by the Florida Business Journals, and brought to you by Tico People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy. In this episode, South Florida Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Mel Melendez invites Restaurant People founder and CEO Tim Petrillo to share his ingredients for success in South Florida's spectacular restaurant scene. Thanks for joining us on this segment of our Florida Business Minds podcast, Tim. I invited you to be my guest because South Florida has increasingly gained the reputation for being one of the hot spots for great dining options. In fact, more of our restaurants are making many of the top 10 lists for best restaurants across the U.S. And I know you founded the restaurant people in 1997 and have had great success with many of your brands like Boatyard, Yolo, Casablanca, and also your bars like O Lounge, Rosa Sky, and Rooftop. So I thought, who better to chat with us about the state of the industry and the latest restaurant trends in South Florida? What was the restaurant scene like in South Florida when you launched the restaurant people in the late 90s? And how has the sector changed since then? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I appreciate you uh, you having me on your program. You know, the industry overall, just like South Florida has changed. Uh, obviously, the density has increased significantly. When we first launched, Fort Lauderdale really didn't have a downtown. It really didn't have a, it did have a downtown, but it didn't have the, uh, it was mainly just a daytime traffic no residents living downtown. Most of the restaurants were focused on lunch only. And Los Olos Boulevard was the retail corridor, but it was still very seasonal. At that time, there was a lot of wedding shops still up on Los Olos that would close for the summertime. So there was a lot of vacancies during the summer. So it felt like a sleepy kind of touristy town. Uh, since then, South Florida and Fort Lauderdale and downtown Fort Lauderdale, where we are headquartered, has boomed along with that. When we first opened, there was probably 1,200 residents in total downtown. Now there's close to 25,000. So it can tell you the dramatic pickup that that has had. And that drives, listen, like all retail, restaurants follow the beds, right? If there's people living there, we're going to follow that. So that's what's changed a lot. Economic challenges often spark new trends. For example, food trucks came out of the Great Recession and the COVID-19 pandemic sparked the advent of ghost kitchens. So can we talk a little bit about any other restaurant trends sparked by COVID? There's good and bad trends that are sparked by COVID, right? So I would say a really great trend for the consumer and a really bad trend for the operator is the delivery services, right? Now you can basically have any restaurant that you want to dine out at to have delivered to your house. So first off, that's a great convenience for the guest. However, they, they take tremendous cuts of your margin. Uh, they're very, very expensive. They take up to 30% of your uh, margin there. So it doesn't leave the restaurant with a lot of wiggle room, right? And then the delivery companies preface it on, well, we're going to, we're going to, build your shoulder periods, right? Which doesn't really come to fruition because everybody wants to eat at the same time. You know, I mean, very, yes, does it help? Because now at at two o'clock, somebody's ordering something. Yes, but that's, that's a very minor segment of our business. That is a trend that has come out of COVID. Another trend, what we're seeing is because people can order everything at home, if they just want to eat, they'll do that at home when they want to have more of an experience, when they want to have more of a 
uh, time out and dining out, they need to go to restaurants. And that means that restaurants have to deliver a much more well-rounded experience. It's just not about food and service. It's about the environment. It's about the vibe. It's about the concept. And it's about the entertainment aspect of restaurants, which now is more important than ever because of the whole, you know, dining at your own place, right? So I think that those two trends are, are definitely elevating our industry now. Now, by all accounts, South Florida's restaurant industry has bounced back pretty strongly. Um, some would say with the vengeance after COVID. Uh, why do you think that is? I know why it is. Okay, first off, I can't agree with you more. The South, thank God, we now we we had a company that we were based in five states during the pandemic, and being in five different states, you can see how government can either propel you forward or hold you back. And regardless of your political view or whatnot, our governor here, Ron DeSantis, had the attitude that we're going to be open for business. And thankfully, that is why restaurants did so well. When everybody else was shut down, people wanted to experience, they, they were they were tired of being cooped up. So they wanted to be out, okay? Now, regardless if it was safe, not safe, I'm not talking about you know the implications of being out and about during the pandemic. I'm just talking about how people migrated to South Florida and they couldn't travel anywhere else, all right? Very few, I mean, we could travel to Texas and things like, but, but we were, you couldn't travel to Europe, you couldn't travel to a lot of places. So Florida had a tremendous, we, we had the best off season or summer season that we have ever had in the history of the company. Okay. And that was because people were flocking to the state because we were open. Now, can we talk a little bit about what you think makes South Florida's restaurant sector different to other metros? And because we have four business journals across the state, can uh, you tell me what you see as the chief differences or similarities of the restaurant scenes in South Florida versus Tampa, Orlando, and Jacksonville? South Florida in itself is a very international place. The d diversity in our market is greater than most places anywhere in the States, uh, especially in Florida. And as you go up the coast, it tends to get a bit less diversified. And I think when it's less diversified, it's more homogenous. And I don't think that's really great for dining concepts, okay? I think people want to experience new things. And South Florida, is very accepting in trying new things, okay? And that's why I think our restaurant market has so much diversity, has so much different uh, styles of restaurants. And I think that's why it makes our, our market special. Um, I'd have to agree with you on that. Now, uh, to switch gears a bit, a lot has been written about companies from all sectors, including hospitality, yeah. uh, struggling to find talent. And I know that many restaurants are able to bring back workers post-COVID lockdowns. Now. Why do you think that is? Well, I think that, uh, first off, the restaurant business is extremely demanding, okay? Meaning that not only the work, but you're always working when everyone else is having fun. You're working nights, you're working weekends, you're working holidays. And when you're in that mindset, you don't really know what you're missing because you just don't experience that. And I think with the pandemic and during that time when we were sheltering and we were sheltering at home and whatnot, people kind of reconnected with how nice it is to have 
the other side of life. And they decided to go out and take jobs that would allow them to do that. You know, that I know for many of our servers, I know that a lot of them changed industries. They took lateral moves monetarily so they can have a better lifestyle for themselves, which is understandable. So I think it's going to be the industry itself has already started to soften how they approach their employees more so than I've ever seen it. You know, we had historically just a horrible reputation of working people to the bone, not giving them days off, 75, 80 hour work weeks. That just doesn't do it anymore. That has been a critical change in our industry, which I think is a positive thing, okay? Because top talent, you need to have a lifestyle that they're gonna wanna have to come into the industry. So that's changing and we're starting to see a little bit of comeback, but it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a while. Tim Petrillo joining us. Next, how he and his team are navigating a recession and continuing supply chain issues as Florida Business Minds continues. People's Gas, invested in lowering emissions and developing sustainable energy for a greener Florida. People's Gas is committed to Florida's clean energy future. Learn more about renewable natural gas at floridasenergy.com. The U.S. officially entered a recession this summer. And inflation and supply chain issues are a major concern. How has that impacted um, eateries? I have never in my career seen these types of challenges all at the same time. Typically, you'll see some labor changes and challenges. You'll see commodity pricing go up and down on individual things. I have never seen an all-out full-scale inflationary time like this across all sectors. So it is putting tremendous pressure on our margins. We as, and I'm talking about the industry as a whole, we cannot raise prices enough to offset the costs that we're we're, uh, seeing, both in labor and cost of goods, coupled now with the supply chain issue. So, So, you know, we are in the process of building two new restaurants and we have to, it's day by day to see if we're actually going to receive the materials that we ordered and we paid for. It is multiple times, almost weekly, we are reselecting because what was promised to us, what we paid for is no longer available or they cannot get it here. Or it would be a year for that. So we're not going to wait a year to receive that. So we have to reselect. And it's been a constant. And when you do that, you tend to spend a lot more money on the project. And we're seeing that. So it's, it's been tough. Imagine. And as you know, more restaurateurs from the Northeast, especially yes. New York, have been relocating to South Florida. Do you think that's good for Florida's restaurant scene? Well, I do. Ultimate, okay, so, so as a consumer, I think it's great. As a restaurateur, I hate it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, everybody says, oh, competition is good, but at, in the, that deep down, would you rather a monopoly or would you rather competition? A business owner said, I would rather a monopoly every day, right? <laughs> but, but as a consumer, I think it's fantastic, right? Okay. I, I think that in life, you rise and fall to the level of people that you're playing against. And I think that's the same in our industry as well. So operators have to... This business, as everyone knows, is a very fickle business and you're only as good as your last experience. I don't have 
recurring revenue. I don't have contract. Our customers are not contracted to do anything with us. We are only as good as the last meal they had in our restaurant. So it requires us to be, you have to play at the top of your game all the time or you lose market share. That's just how it is. So I think it's good and bad. It's great for the consumer. It's great for pushing our industry forward as a food town or whatever, you know, whatever kind of moniker you want to want to call it a destination food town or whatnot. But I think it's good. I have had several meetings with restaurant companies. Just they have called me for local knowledge. They have called me say, hey, I hear about you guys. You know, where should we go? They I felt horrible for them. they were in the exact opposite. Thank God. Like I said, our headquarters are in Florida. They had infrastructure that they had to shut down or they moved. And a lot of people move them. I mean, they have, a, you know, 300 people working for them. They just can't let, you know, they have this built this business. So you look at major food group, you know, major food group basically moved 150 people to Florida. Okay. To open up the restaurants down here. So, I, you know, I, I think it's good. I think it elevates the game. And, and if I was in their shoes, I would have done the same thing. All right. Now, people often say they want to open their own restaurants. But as you know, statistics show that about 60% of new eateries fail within the first year yes. and nearly 80% close before their fifth anniversary. Can we talk a little bit about why you think that is? Well, first off, I think that uh, those statistics are daunting. And the irony is today is our 14th year anniversary of YOLO. And I, I just sent out a, a email to all of our team about that. And, and uh, someone, said, someone, someone actually just emailed me back that exact statistic. So I'm happy that we're on the other side of that uh, statistic, but, but it's a very tough business. Okay. And people, people don't really understand the business when they get into it. I think they have this affinity to open a restaurant so they can entertain their friends and, you know, they, they go into restaurants, so they think they, they, they eat out. I hear that a lot. I eat out a lot. I know I want to open a restaurant, Th those types of things. And they don't go in there with their eyes wide open because there is so many things that go into an operation of a restaurant. And if you don't have a knowledge of that, if you don't have, if you haven't worked in one, you chances are you're going to get slaughtered. What do you see as the biggest challenges to opening an eatery in South Florida, especially now compared to when you first started out? Well, right now, the talent pool is very tough. We are very fortunate. We can attract talent because of our size and our scale and our reputation in South Florida, which is great. But at the same time, our managers and our team members are constantly getting uh, solicited to go work for other places. So we are playing offense and defense. We're trying to play offense, recruiting new talent, and we're playing defense, keeping our talent in place, right? So I think that's the biggest challenge. Secondly, I also think that um, great locations now have much more competition for people going after them. At the end of the day, you're competing for the locations now. Now, do you have any tips for um, entrepreneurs uh, set on opening a restaurant? Yeah, uh, a couple things. One, absolutely go work in a restaurant. Okay. I'm not a big fan of, of consultants. I think that they tend to, they have no skin in the game. So they tend to make decisions based on not necessarily what's best for the business, but 
they tend to give advice that may hurt a person long term. So I say that because I think it's more important to get the experience. Okay. And now you can say, well, what about going to franchise route? Okay. Well, again, franchises, some are great, you know, but inherently there is a conflicted relationship between the franchisor and the franchisee. And the franchisee is the one doling out the money with the franchisor telling them how to spend that money. And it might be counter to what they're seeing on the ground. So uh, my advice is absolutely get either hire someone who has a lot of experience, but that per- the person who is starting the restaurant needs to have experience and knowledge about the industry. Is there anything else, any other topic that you would like to? Yeah, you know, I think that the most successful restaurants, it's a real estate game more than it is a food and beverage game. Okay. And I would rather be the worst restaurateur in the best location than the best restaurateur in the worst location, because location will win out every time. So, you know, people typically are so focused. Now, now I see it all the time. I see these um, really talented chefs coming up and they don't take the time to understand the real estate aspect of it. And they think that their food is enough to bring people into the restaurant, which it might be, but it has to be a convenience factor too. People only travel so far and travel so often to a restaurant. You know, you don't want to be that special occasion place. You want to, you want to live where people feel like they can go there more than once every six months or a year, right? Because that, so location is critical. Well, thanks, Tim. We really um, enjoyed having you on the show today. I appreciate your candor and all your insights. And I'll see you soon. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Restaurant People CEO Tim Petrillo joining us. Thank you for downloading Florida Business Minds, presented by the Florida Business Journals, and brought to you by Tico People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy.